Afternoon Drive with John Matham on Cape Talk. I was reading last week about something that had happened to a relatively well-known, I think actually a well-known, not relatively well-known, long-distance athlete called Pippa Wolven. Um, she had started recording slower and slower times and eventually was diagnosed with something of which I had not heard, and it's called RED-S. It stands for Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport. And reading further, I found it quite interesting and hoped that you would too. Sports scientist Dr. Ross Tucker joins us now. Ross, hello. Um, is, is this a relatively recent diagnosis? Yeah, hi, John. Uh, relatively, yes. But it, in, in fact, it was preceded by a concept that you may have heard of called the female athlete triad. And that was about 40 years ago. A scientist was studying a group of women who were amenorrheic, so they hadn't had their periods in a long time. And he found that their bone density was quite low. And then they subsequently linked that to the diet. But they had these three interacting factors, how much energy the athlete got in their diet, their menstrual or reproductive function, and then bone density. And then what happened is about 15 years ago, this is increasingly recognized that actually that was a limited diagnosis. Oftentimes, these athletes presented with metabolic dysfunction, gastrointestinal issues, other hormone imbalances. And so they expanded the diagnosis and the definition to call it REDS instead of uh, the female athlete triad. Okay, and I mean, is there a significant difference between the female triad and red S? Well, no. Basically, the female triad is now an element of red S. So they both have a common origin, which is a relative energy deficiency. So any person, and, and in fact, not just athletes, but any person whose energy intake from diet is substantially lower than their energy output from training or life, <laughs> is at risk of developing this set of conditions. And it presents differently in different people, but the menstrual dysfunction and the bone density issues are the two most commonly observed ones. So, in effect, REDS is just a bigger concept than the female triad, but they, they share the same causes, causal factor, which is diet. And you've been talking about female athletes, but it's not, you know, it's worse for female athletes, athletes as I understand it, but ma- male sports people, male athletes, male gym train, um, you know, training bunnies can also develop it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the second reason that they wanted to move away from the female triad and, and call it red, because it does affect men less often and obviously differently because reproductive function isn't the same. But in males, it's low testosterone that it presents with and then loss of energy. In the sports that are most at risk are any weight-dependent sports, so long-distance running, cycling, rowing, and then the combat sports, boxing, um, mixed martial arts, and so on, where they have to make weight. Because what those athletes often do is they'll, they'll need to lose five or six kilograms very quickly, and they just eat nothing for a week or two, and then they rebound after the fight. And it's that metabolic chaos that basically tips them over the edge. So, yeah, it can affect both men and women. And it can affect casual athletes as well as elite athletes. It seems less likely, a sort of common sense view would be that it's less likely for somebody who's only running, you know, four, eight kilometers four times a week or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So I've seen some stats like 60% of women at some point will experience the symptoms of red whereas it's about 80% in athletes, so it's more likely in athletes, but it's still actually surprisingly common in non-athletes. And again, it all boils down to the diet. Anyone who is trying to lose weight 
and aggressively restrict calories in or energy in is at risk of developing the condition, irrespective of how much they exercise. But, but obviously, if you're doing 15 hours a week of training, like an Olympic distance runner would, you're going to have to take in way more calories than someone who's doing 45 minutes three times a week. So your risk is much, much greater, but you're not immune just because you don't train. Yeah, and I, and I suppose if you're doing those four to eight kilometers three, four, five times a week in order to contribute to a weight loss program, then you are at greater risk of developing red S than if you're just running to get fitter. Exactly, because you tilt the scale. And it's that balance between how much am I taking in, which is diet, and how much am I spending, which is um, and exercise and normal daily activity. So in effect, it's the budget. And if you don't balance that budget um, by matching your intake to your output, then that thing starts to tilt towards um, making a loss, as it were, metabolically. And when that happens, the body says, okay, in the absence of enough energy, we're going to shut down everything except what's absolutely essential. And that's why reproductive function gets affected. That's why exercise performance, like you mentioned in the example of that steeplechaser, that drops off first because body saying that's not essential i'm going to do what's essential and shut everything else off yeah okay and uh, i mean the, the the early warning signs are a fall off in whatever level of performance you've been able to achieve in whatever of the weight sensitive sports you've been training in yes but you know what the trickiest part of that is that every athlete who sees their performance drops initial response is to train a little bit harder to try and correct that and then that precipitates an accelerating decline. So you have to be quite smart about why your performance has dropped. And oftentimes you find that it's linked to mood disturbances, irregular sleep. And then in women, the menstrual dysfunction is often, in fact, almost always the first thing to go. So if women are tracking their periods and notice that they start to become increasingly erratic and irregular, and then there's a drop in performance, that is almost always going to tell you that there's a problem with, with energy. So it's, the performance is one piece in a puzzle. You've got to look at the pieces around it before it starts making sense. Dr. Ross Tucker, thank you very much indeed. I do apologize for the quality of that line, but it was the best that we could get.